final hour of the Bill Michaels Show, and we got a whole day's worth of programming. We're going to do some stuff live prior to the game. We're going to do a little bit of a watch party, a viewing party during the game. We have the Green and Gold Post Game Show coming up tonight uh, until midnight, immediately following the game. It is all Packers all the time today after a uh, an entertaining weekend throughout the NFL. Calling a game tonight with Westwood One and Company is uh, Kevin Harlan, who stands on a rooftop up in Door County. Just make sure you can get the antenna high enough to get the show every day. Kevin, how you doing, pal? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I get it, and I listen like all Wisconsinites do, so... Uh... Uh, I'm keeping up on your work, man. You're you're nailing it every every day. Uh, but good to be on with you. I'm in Vegas. Got here last night. I uh, was in Foxborough yesterday with the Patriots and Saints, and then flew in here last night. And a ton of Packer fans, uh, not only at the hotel that we're staying at, but uh, coming in last night themselves. So I think the Packers are going to be well represented in the stadium tonight here in Vegas. Okay, I, I got to ask you first before we get into football, does Kevin Harlan participate in the fun that is Fall Fest up in Door County? Well, uh, I don't, but my family does. I'm always working. <laughs> so they've yeah. got, we've got our grandkids coming up. Uh, Annie, my wife, she'll be there. Uh, we usually have a, a pretty big house full. I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't know how the weather is going to be, but uh, it's always a lot of fun. Pumpkin Patch was this past weekend in Egg Harbor, and I left in the morning to get a flight to Boston. And um, it was a little windy, and, and I'm not sure how, how, uh, how the weather was, but they always, they always seem to pull it out because the people up there are so hardy and love the visitors and, uh, and really celebrate the fall, and there's no better place to be, uh, I think, in the state than, than up in that Door County area in the fall. And, and then, like you said, Fall Fest is coming up in Sister Bay, and that, that is a that's a yeah. big week. Sounds like you've been there before, Bill. Sounds I like have, you've, uh, Kevin. <laughs> I have I have never been to Door County in my oh, entire you're life. Kidding. Oh, you're no, kidding. I I am a lot like you, where it's this is work season, man. Uh, you know, it's all football all the time, and I yeah. have I, yeah. there have been tr- times I try. So people invited me to Fall Fest, but they said, "Well, get a place to stay." And I started googling and Airbnb hard. and verboing, and Very oh hard. my god, the prices are crazy. So I, I just wasn't going to be in the cards this year, but I've never been. So uh, if you need somebody to cut your grass, maybe that's my way of actually getting into Door County. Maybe I'll come <laughs> no. up as a maintenance engineer and work at the Harlan House for a little bit or something well, like that. Well, I'd say we had space at the place, but we've got no. like a bunch of one, two, and three-year-old <laughs> kids. I, that, that, that's, a, that's a fall fest unto itself. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can drink out of a sippy cup. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, uh, I mean, I know Vegas is electric with a lot of green and gold out there, but I consider this kind of a must win. This team has not really played solid football in the last couple of games. I mean, they waited until the fourth quarter of the last two to really kind of get it going. What do you see out of this team right now? Well, first quarter problems like you talked about. I think they've only scored three in the last uh, three points in the last three first quarters. So you're getting behind, and playing from behind in this league is a difficult and uh, stressful thing to do. I mean, you find yourself constantly in peril, and playing from behind, regardless if it's Rodgers or Love, playing quarterback is a tough chore. So it's it's almost imperative. And here's a road game that is winnable for a Raider team that has lost three in a row, I think beatable. Uh, I just did them a couple weeks ago in Los Angeles. Uh, Garoppolo didn't play, um, and they went with a rookie out of Purdue who really 
played well, and they almost beat the Chargers. But um, the Raiders are, are still trying to find their way. They began last year 1-3, and three, finished 6-11. and 11. It will not be a Raiders crowd, as we just alluded to a couple of minutes ago. It, I think it'll be at least 50-50 Packer fans. When the Steelers were out here a couple of weeks ago, it was, they thought, 70-30 Steeler fans. So um, I'm not sure where this will rank. I know it's a holiday weekend, and that always that always helps the travel situation. But I can I can easily see the Packers feeling like it's a home atmosphere, but they cannot get behind early. It just it, it's it's too stressful on the t- on both sides of the ball, and that that's that's I think the number one thing tonight. I watched, and I said this during the show today, I watched that defense for the 49ers yesterday, and certain defenses throughout the league have just got a tenacity to them. And I, I haven't seen that in a while in Green Bay. How, what, like, you, you, you work, you've, you've worked with everybody. You've talked to everybody. When you talk to a defensive coordinator or a head coach like Shanahan and you get a 49ers defense that, yeah, they have talent. Don't get me wrong. That's number one. But they have a tenacity and aggressiveness to them. Where does that come from? Well, I think it comes from maybe your, your top defensive, top couple defensive players. Um, when when Rashawn gets to the point where he's playing more plays than sitting out, and he's what is he? He's on pitch count right now, play count right now, and they're trying to be very. And they should be with the, with the ACL from a year ago. They're trying to make sure that he's he is watched. I just think when he's at full tilt, and then you got Jair in the back end, uh, you know, as you shut down corner. Um, I think that's when that builds that kind of confidence. When you've got some regularity, some continuity, and you're not missing your big guns, like you're not missing your big playmakers, because you know the offense when they set their priorities and how they're going to protect their quarterback are looking at a couple. Like for the Packers tonight against the Raiders, Max Crosby, number 98, he's tied for the league lead in in quarterback pressures, so he's a guy that kind of gives the Raiders, I think, that, uh, hey, I'm walking down the high school hallway with the biggest bully in school. I think it kind of gives you that. And, and with uh, Bosa and that group, Warner, with San Francisco, and they've got multiple good players on that defense. That defense is terrific. But they've been that way for the last couple of years. But I just think they give the whole – that that's a, a, a part of the game which I think really feeds off of, of, of a couple performances. And then you find that – Hey, they're, they're, they're tilting everything toward him or that guy, and that leaves me now one-on-one or with a gap that I can make something happen, and I'm empowered because these other guys are always making things happen. And, and that's what San Francisco has done, and they believe in that. They had it with Robert Sala, but then he took the Jets' job. But they've, and they, then they had it with D'Amico Ryans, and he took the Texans' job. Uh, so so they're, they're, they've got a new voice that's constantly in that defensive meeting room but the same guys remain. And I think when you got that kind of continuity um, and the playmakers they've got, man, it, it's hard to stop them. And, and they come rolling down the hill, and they are, it's, it's difficult. And you're going to get flattened. So when the Packers, I think, get back Rashawn on a, on a more of a every play or three, three down play uh, per series type of situation, I think things will begin to change, and, and you'll, you'll see that. And and that confidence, I think, is, is very – the optics of that are undeniable. I, uh, I think this game tonight uh, can go a long way, either kind of putting the train on the track or derailing portion of a season, which is why I think there's a lot of importance on this game. So offensively speaking, give me your thoughts on how Jordan Love has played because there are times in which I can see the knowledge and I can see what he's studied, and I, I see that he gets it. 
And there's sometimes that it's just the accuracy like you, you would like just isn't there all the time. Give me your thoughts on Jordan Love. Well, he needs better starts, and I think we'd all agree on that. But, but the offense does, too. He hasn't played with, uh, with, with every, uh, you know, kind of thing in his arsenal. He hasn't, you know, they, 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 they missed Watson early for the three games with the hamstring. And then they've missed Aaron Jones because he had, he had the injury. He had a hamstring. I, I, he's 50-50 tonight. My fingers are crossed. I was just watching NFL Network, and, and one of their, one of their uh, insiders said that it's, it's 50-50 at best. So, so that's – and they've got to run the ball. I mean, the Packers uh, – a quarterback's best friend is a running game. And I think Brett and, and Aaron always operated at their, at their optimum when their running game was as good as the passing game. But it begins with the run. And now, you know, you've got the uh, – I don't know if there's an offensive line let down with Bakhtiari now shelled for the year. I think that they kind of feel pretty good about what they're seeing um, out of their left tackle, and, and, and there, I think there's some hope there. But I think with, with, with Jordan, he, he, he needs to get the running game going. So if it's not, not going to be, you know, with Aaron tonight, then I'd, I'd like to think that, that uh, big number 28 is going to get in there and, and be, you know, what we know he can be. Uh, but the Lions got to open it, and they got to protect. Uh, but the running game, I think, more, more than anything else, is just really – the running game's really got to go. And conversely, the defense has got to stop the run. We know what Atlanta did. We know what Detroit did last Thursday. And stopping that run, again, just helps every part of the offense. And we've seen it with, with both of those teams. So, so so, stopping the run and running the ball, I would think, would, would be the best antidote for, for anything that's ill in the Packers and, and certainly help the quarterback out. I think there's enough there with Jordan and what he's done to say, yep, you know, there's whether we're ready to christen him the next great Packer quarterback in the footsteps of Rodgers and Favre, we're not there yet, but I don't think anybody thinks we are. But I think I've heard enough people say that they have seen enough to think, yet, you know what, this, this has a real chance, not, not, not going all the way, sticking their foot in the water, but, but certainly feeling the temperature and say, yeah, you know what, this, th- this has a chance with a good run to it. And, and I think at this stage, I think anybody would have taken those kind of words from, from minds that have seen a lot of football over the years. And, and I trust the guys I talk to, and, and I think they feel like, you know what, there's something there. Let, let's, let's, let's keep it going. Let's see if the development continues, and let's see if we can get him a running game that can really assist him in his development. Uh, I, I want to go back to something you talked about when it came to the Lions, and I, I kept waiting for the real Lions to show up, and they have not. <laughs> yeah. They have been incredibly right. They have been yeah. incredibly impressive. Jared Goff is impressive, and they did it yesterday without without Amra St. Brown, who was on the sidelines. 42-24, they defensively smashed Bryce Young and company in the mouth. They beat the Packers the week before. They've got a 3-1 and team in the, in the Buccaneers that have been on a bye that's preparing for them this coming week. If they end up at 5-1, and one, I think we can legitimately now say that the Lions have definitely arrived. Would you agree? I, I think they did last year, Bill, quite frankly. I think when Goff turned the corner, he threw all the picks in the first, what, six, seven games of the season, and then whatever happened, man, the light bulb went on, and he didn't turn the ball over, and they were not giving extra possessions to the opponent. The defense was playing well. Hutchinson was developing defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. some, some of those picks have really – you know, they've been bad for so long, they've, they've just stockpiled all these players, and then they've got the right voice. They, they, they needed they, – they, players today are, are, are coached different than players were coached 10 years ago and certainly 20 and 30 years ago. Players today 
They they need they do so much individually, and the assistant coaches are so good, and the game plan is there, and everybody knows what everybody's doing. That you need a head coach sometimes that is full of vigor and and has that that just that persuasive way. And I've been there before mentality, and just gives a little bit of grit and just kind of kind of gets that compass pointed in the right direction and. And Campbell has done that. He really has. He, he he's he's continually positive. He's always stressed that they've drafted they've drafted really really effectively. Um, I, I I really admire what they've done, and and they've got weapons now out of the backfield. Montgomery, I know he's injured, but but Montgomery is certainly a player that I think he's only a fifth year running back for goodness sakes. He knows the division, certainly knows the backer backer defense from his days as the Bears running back and. Um, just a lot of things, but the quarterback not making mistakes, you know, it means everything. When, quarter, when you go in there and you know your quarterback's not going to beat you and because now you say, all right, you know what, we're not going to lose it with him, and we know he can win, and he's been to a Super Bowl, and, and you know, he's kind of checking all these boxes. And, and I, I, think, I think that takes a lot of pressure off of a team. They're not having to cover up his mistakes. They're not having to cover up his, his turnovers or his lack of playmaking ability or his arm or whatever. And, and, and so receivers are staying in their lane. The running back is doing what they're supposed to do. The line is, is providing what they need to provide. And, and they've turned the corner. And they did it last year. And we saw how they finished the season at Lambeau, what they did Thursday at Lambeau. Uh, they're, they're, they're legit. And people were, um, I think, saying, you're putting the Lions against the, the, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs on the opening night of the season. Are you With the Chiefs have the – Bills and the Dolphins and and the mm-hmm. and the Bengals at home. You're going to put the Detroit Lions against the Chiefs on op- on the first game of the season, and they beat them in, right. in Arrowhead. So you know that I, they're they're they've arrived. They're there. They're there's no waiting anymore. They they're they're there. Kevin, have a great call tonight. We appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes. And someday, whenever you need a gardener, let me know. I'm going to make my way to Door County with my shovel and my lawnmower, and I'll be good to go, okay? Uh, or I want to ride in your motorcycle <laughs> thing that you talk about all the time. I hear you talking oh. about that. I want to, I'd like to join. Of course, I can't. I've never driven one, but I'd like to. Glanville, Jerry Glanville took me on the back of his of his Harley one time, his fat boy. You know, I, I never held on so uh, tightly to anything in my life as the, <laughs> as the bars on that side. This guy's nuts, but okay. uh, but I hear, uh, but 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 sometimes I'd like to. I think I'd like to join that group. You get together and go Look, and ride. <laughs> we know Wisconsin is a drinking state. That we guarantee. But if all, all of a sudden some guy comes walking out of a bar and says, "Holy crap, was that Bill Michaels and Kevin Harlan who just wrote?" Nah, <laughs> they're gonna think they're the most hammered couple of people ever to walk out of a bar. Kevin, it's I'm always in. awesome. I'm in. I'm in. Put me on the back, baby. I'm ready to ride. <laughs> Always great to talk to you, pal. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Kevin. See you, pal. That's awesome. That is awesome. Can you imagine that being a, be walking? You're walking out of Stenny's, right? You're downtown. You had a view. You watched the game. You're like, oh, it was a great game. This is just – I'm going home. This is – holy crap. Is that Bill Michaels and Kevin Harlan? Okay. I'm hammered. You know. Is that Mike Clemens in the sidecar? Yeah, Mike Clemens in the in the sidecar. You don't even see Mike. He's just got the goggles on and a microphone. 
This is the conversation that Bill and Kevin had when they were driving down the street on his Harley. And I just happened to be there. There's a little bit of wind noise in the back. Now, we turned the corner over there by that abandoned building. It used to be La Perla. And La Perla had a red pepper in the front window. And girls used to go and ride the red pepper and get their pictures taken. It was, it was like putting 25 cents. You know the old horses? You could put 25 cents in the window and the horse would go back and forth. Same thing, but a big red pepper. It was kind of crude looking, but girls used to ride the pepper all the time. And they take the Polaroids. You know the old Polaroids? You take the picture and it would slide out and then you start waving it around and letting it air dry. And once it air dried, the picture came out. The color was never great, but at least you had a picture instantaneously right there. And you, That would be Mike. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'd do that in a heartbeat. We're going to go ahead and take Speaking of Mike, he's coming up next. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And Crosby jumping on his back from behind. Losing the yard, back to the 24. They come in with Crosby in a sack. It's second down and nine. Blocked there by Glasgow. Another sack, and here he comes with his second. Max Crosby, third sack by the Raider defense. What's the challenge with Crosby? He can line up either side. He's primarily on the outside, but they do have there's some situations where they've thrown him inside. Um, I just think it's his tenacity of which he plays the game. Obviously, he's incredibly talented, but. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy that works as hard as he does and can sustain that for 70 plays. Welcome in. Uh, good to have you for the final 45 minutes of the program, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on, and uh, that is uh, Kevin Harlan, who we just had on the air with us. Great stuff from Kevin Harlan. Joining us now, we go from uh, one great to the next great, uh, the guy that was doing the in-depth coverage of the bunny ranch a little bit earlier today and uh, we were waiting for a girl named candy apples to be uh, interviewed is one mike clemens out in las vegas mike how you doing pal yeah i in my dreams in my dreams uh, did you hear hey, let me ask you i gotta stop you for a second did you hear kevin harlan with us by any chance were you on hold i was on hold i was on just a little bit because I, I, so, I, I actually was running in here to get this break going so Kevin uh, wants to jump on the back of the motorcycle and be on the ride with me. And I said, uh, you know, can you imagine being, say, somebody who's had a few walking out of Senny's and suddenly on a motorcycle pass by, there goes Bill Michaels and Kevin Harlan. Nope, it's official. I'm hammered. There's no way I just saw what I saw. And then Mike Clemens is there in the sidecar with a microphone doing the interview along the way. That would be the best. No, you know, you'd, you'd want Kevin to do the play-by-play on that. I mean, you know, he's, he's had some classic <laughs> calls. Yes, remember, he has. remember with the guy, the guy running on the field naked, and he talked about yes. the security guys chasing him. That's one of the best calls of all time, right? Uh, that he's done uh, yeah. Great. Well, he's making that call there about Max Crosby, who just yes. the defensive end, other Raiders, who just d- dominates the field, and you know it, their secondary seems to be dicey when Josh McDaniels brought in Dave Ziegler, a guy that he worked with at the Patriots, and they named him. The general manager, the first thing he came in and said, the first thing we're going to do is beef up our defensive line. So they're trying to get other guys on that line to work with him. But, you know, Matt LaFleur, more and more, sometimes you wonder if he's just giving you the breakdown of what he sees on tape. 
sometimes you wonder if he's sending a message to his own locker room. I mean, he's got Rashawn Gary, but he gave this detailed Brock breakdown on just how good the Raiders defensive end Max with two X's, Max Crosby, has become. He rarely comes out of the game, and he's going to give you everything he has on every play. And, shoot, there was a play in that Buffalo game where he's on the offensive right side of the field, and he chases down all the way across the field and makes a big hit on the sidelines. It's just, it's every play. He is relentless. If you think you have him blocked for a second and you let up, he ends up finding a way to, to swim you or, or you know maneuver around you and hit the quarterback. He is constantly hitting the quarterback, whether the quarterback's got the ball in his hands or not, or he's just releasing it. This guy is a special player. He's, he's one of the best players in this league. And, Mike, you know, we talk a lot about a guy like Micah Parsons or T.J. Watt and, and Nick Bosa, and you don't hear Max Crosby's name kind of in that echelon, but he really is that kind of a player. That's a good point. Do you realize these guys got in the, the Raiders got him in the fourth round? The fourth round. And he's just worked that hard since he got, you know, his opportunity. Six foot five, yeah. 255. He looks bigger than that. You know something? With the passing of Dick Butkus, that when you watch Max Crosby, that's the way Butkus played the game. He seemed to be all over. And he this was he did a press conference. He's tall, he fits the role, the look of the Raider, or like a guy, you know, who might be riding across the country on a Harley or something. Kind of a <laughs> tough guy. But he goes, uh, he, he was asked about, listen, maybe the only other guy that's playing this, this position better in the NFL is Nick Bosa up there with the 49ers. And he, he was asked, how do you think you compare to Nick? Obviously, me and Nick are much different. You know, he's, uh, he's a totally different type of player. But, you know, we have a lot of similarities. We know how to get to the quarterback and uh, know how to be, you know, be disruptive and, and wreck games. And uh, Nick has consistently done that since he's gotten the league. I got a massive amount of respect for him. Me and Nick are, you know, good friends. You know, we text often. We text during the season uh, and just kind of check in and watch each other's film. And uh, that's what it's really all about, you know. Uh, Nick is a hell of a player, um, and he inspires me. So, yeah, I try to be the best. I know Nick wants to be the best. So, like, I love that competition. You know, that's what it's all about. But at the end of the day, like, I worry about myself. My own, my biggest, you know, competitor is myself. You know, I, I look myself in the mirror every morning, um, and I challenge myself to get better. And there's no harder critic than myself. So, there's nothing anybody else can say or do. You know that you know can get under my skin because I, you know, I'm, I'm my hardest, you know, critic at the end of the day. Uh, Bilal said he's the champion of the defensive line room of shooting things into the trash can. Hell Can't no. imagine that sits well with you. Hell no. I'm Kobe. <laughs> I'm Kobe. He might be like, uh, I don't know, like Brandon Ingram or something, but I'm, no offense, but there's levels. <laughs> there, he's got a sense of humor, too, which is, you know, kind of nice. Um it, Mike, this is a uh, kind of a game of familiarity. I mean, obviously, this is going to be the first time that Devontae Adams has seen his former team since he ended up leaving for uh, for Las Vegas. And then, obviously, there's some Las Vegas transplants here in the Packer organization as well. A lot of connections here tonight. Well, I thought that the last time that the Raiders really had something going and building a decent roster was 10, 12, 15 years ago when Reggie McKenzie, one of Ted Thompson guys, left for Oakland then and became their GM. But then, of course, you know, they had all their, you know, their, all their changes and Al Davis and then his son Mark and whatever. It's always a churning around here. And that's when they brought in Gruden, right? And that turned right. out to be a train wreck. But look at the guys that the Packers have picked up. 
like uh, Dallin Levitt, who's in a safety and good special teams player. And then Keyshawn Nixon. I mean, he not only just starts out as like maybe a, a backup defensive back, but now he's turned into one of the best kick returners in the league. And, you know, you've got to be thinking that Josh McDaniels was looking at across the field like, why didn't we get this guy up again? And, of course, all this happens is because Rich Passaccia gets passed over for Josh McDaniels as head coach. He'd been interim after Gruden got fired. And he said, hey, these guys are loose. Bring them to Green Bay. I'll take them under my wing and work with them. And so I asked LaFleur about that connection. Now, all those guys, yeah, they've obviously big time made big-time contributions for us. Uh, it's awesome to have a guy like Rich, who's, in my opinion, the best at what he does. And I think, quite frankly, I think personally, he should be a head coach in this league. And um, they decided not to do that, but that's uh, they felt like was in the best interest of them. So, you know, we're lucky to have him here. And then, obviously, Dallin and Keyshawn and Sewell was there as well. Uh, you know, have all made big-time contributions for us Dallin mostly on, on teams, and then Key not only as a returner, but also or as a, a flyer, but on, on the defense side of the ball as well. And then Sewell's come in here and has done some great things for us and has been a steady performer for a couple of years now. I know that uh, Keyshawn Nixon has tried to return a couple of uh, kickoffs that have been pretty deep into the end zone, but it seems like he's just trying to be a guy that gets something started. And I, I've enjoyed watching him play and specifically what he did last year and how he's tried to ignite this team this year. And you wonder what the energy and the amperage is going to be when he goes back into Las Vegas coming up tonight. Well, trust me, there's nothing that Keyshawn Nixon would rather do tonight than take over the house right. in front of the Raiders on Monday night football. Uh, but so here's a guy that was undrafted out of South Carolina. And then he gets into, uh, they get picked up by the Raiders and, Rich Bisaccia sees something in this kid, but then Rich has to move on with the, you know, the new group that's coming in coaching. So he comes to green Bay. And now Keyshawn got injured last year and he came back from the injury, but it's like they, you know, the Raiders never give him, gave him a chance. And so he was asked about tonight. He's asked about tonight coming back here to Las Vegas for the first time now as the visiting team. Oh uh, yeah. I've never been in a away locker room. So this will be my first time. I think it'd be a little weird, but I think it'd be normal. It's a lot of emotions, you know. Uh, my first time ever going back there, I'm excited, but it's just another game, honestly. The uh, the coaches, Mike, uh, between the two. I mean, I, I as much as I am, you know, right now, kind of uh, still at a wait and see with uh, Matt Lafleur. Uh, there is no doubt that Josh McDaniels and what he's not done since he's become a head coach in either organization, whether it be Denver or uh, Las Vegas. It just hasn't worked out for him, man. No, they moved on from Derek Carr, and now he sits here at one and three, and it doesn't look like you know they're on their way to a plan anytime soon, unless the plan is they're going to tank this year and get some good draft picks. Right. But you talk, you talk to Keyshawn, such a passionate player. Maybe he didn't mix with Josh McDaniels because Keyshawn can be a little outspoken, outspoken. But look how this dude is delivered in Green Bay. And so I asked him, what's the difference between Josh McDaniels? And the opportunity that Matt Lafleur gave you in Green Bay, um, like like uh, like Matt said, when I got here, he was like he gonna let me be me and just play ball and uh, let me earn everything I want to get. And then that's just what I do. I work and try to go earn everything I can get, and then they let me be myself. 
Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clemens on the line with us, uh, kind of talking a little bit about coming up to with what tonight's game is going to hold and kind of looking forward to the preview of all of that and going inside the locker room with Mike as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on a green and gold game day. Tonight, you got Monday Night Football out in Vegas. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, Show me the money! to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, Show me the money! More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. It's obviously that's the part leading up to it, but then once the game starts, it's just like every other game. Um, I mean, it's not going to be a whole lot of emotion and all that other stuff tied up in it once, you know, the, the clock is ticking. So, you know, the, the story and, and the, the specialness of the opportunity to play a team that you kind of, um, you know, grew up in that organization is, is special, but then, like I said, once once we get going, it's time to go. Welcome back to the program, Packers tonight. They are in Vegas, Monday Night Football. It is taken on the Raiders this evening, and Devontae Adams facing his old team for the first time, and some of those who used to be Raiders in the Packers locker room facing their old team for the first time, including Rich Passaccia, and the words of Devontae Adams, Ringing loud. Mike, uh, you know, got Mike Clemens on the line with us, by the way. You can follow him at Mike Clemens NFL over on Twitter. And uh, Mike Devontae, you know, for as much as we want to talk about him, he's still a legitimate threat and something when it comes to the Raiders. um, You know, that's one of their singular weapons. Uh, You always have to account for his presence. Yeah, not to spoil the party. Now, you know, he is questionable. He got driven into the ground in last week's game and landed on his right shoulder. Jair Alexander is still listed as questionable with this back, kind of mysterious back issue he's had. We talked to Jair for eh, five, six, seven minutes the other day. He really didn't have much to say, but you think that that could be a marquee matchup. But, you know, let's take it back to 2021 and, you know, the Packers asking for Aaron Rodgers to come back and they land him, make him the highest paid quarterback. And this is going to be the deal where he can finish out in Green Bay. Then the next thing is, well, you got to take care of my buddy Devontae Adams. And then there was some hemming and hawing, and, and maybe they didn't have Rodgers signed. Maybe that was part of it. That, you know, it all gets to be confusing. But they, you know, Devontae was looking for around about $140 million for five years, which is the deal that he got with uh, the Raiders then at that point. And so, you know, we talked about that with him. If the Packers had, and, you know, but it was Mark Murphy also said, listen, Devontae came to my office. He talked about the concerns about his family and his father and Vegas being closer to their home you know, Northern California, all those other conditions. And I'm fine with Devontae's decision to go to the Raiders. Uh, but if the Packers had matched $140 million in 2021, what do you stayed? And does he keep in contact right now with the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I mean, we, we ended in a good place. Um, I still, not frequently, but I still speak to, you know, the front office guys over there. I checked in on Matt in the offseason, hit him on his birthday. 
all the coaches over there I love, the ones that are that are still there. So, uh, you know, the players, obviously, they understood the situation as well. So it wasn't some big, crazy breakup that people thought it was. Obviously, there was um, it, it felt like it just because everything seemed good a week ago. And then, it, you know, obviously, I was gone. But uh, a lot of love and respect, mutual love and respect uh, between the, the, the Packers and I. If, if they had given you something that it pleased you, then you still be there, maybe? Well, I would have played that next year there for sure. I mean, that was that was what I said. It was obviously a lot of limbo with Aaron and his situation, deciding what his future was going to be like playing football, um, you know, let alone on that team. So it wasn't really a risk that I could take at the time, and it was a decision that had to be made. But had they made that uh, the, the correct offer or submitted something like they did right before I left, then I would have 100% been there for another year, and then we would obviously see what happened as it, as it moved forward. But at least for that upcoming season, I would say, yes, I would have been there. Interesting stuff because, and I'd said all along that it was waiting on the quarterback to make his mind up and do his deal, and that's what ultimately cost them Devontae Adams, who got tired of waiting and wanted security and, and wanted to move on. Mike, I, I do want to ask you real quick, uh, word broke earlier, I was looking at the NFL Network and we were talking about this, and Grant was mentioning it too, that uh, suddenly Aaron Jones is back to being questionable for this game. Uh, did he did he re-injure something over the weekend? We don't know, because I saw him out there trotting around doing some of the drills. As a matter of fact, I posted that video on the Twitter account, that there were some drills, Bill, where he wasn't hitting the, the blocking sled. You know, so he's he was limited in practice. He was out there. It looked like he had his speed. But if they did something on another walkthrough yesterday morning before they got on the plane, that's probably where that story is coming from. Hmm, interesting stuff. So anyway, getting back to it, you've got Jordan Love, regardless of who's going to be behind him in the run game. When you talk about the, the game itself and, you know, weaponry and guys that he could have or would have, should have had, maybe if Devontae Adams would have still been there, would things be a little bit different? But Jordan Love's got to put to this offense back on track tonight. You know, and we've talked about how the most successful quarter that this team has had was the comeback uh, over the Saints, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. And why? Because they ran their, their two-minute offense, which is the one that they've repped the most. Man, did you see some of these games yesterday? Even Nathaniel Hackett, just some of the stupid things they did just before the half with yep. their offense. And, you know, so whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, one thing that Matt LaFleur stresses is two-minute offense. And the other thing is, now Jordan Love is a young 24-year-old quarterback. I imagine he's trying to please his coaches. So even if they say, hey, we're going with the triple fake on this one, you know, in the back of his mind, like, oh, dear God, I, I don't want to do that. I talked to him about that. Is, is he trying to please the coaches? When does he decline a play in the game plan? And what does he think about Devontae Adams as a teammate and a wide receiver? I mean, Devontae is a special player. I was able to see that for the, I think, what, two years we were, we were here together. So he's a special player. He, he does it every day at practice. He does it every day in the game. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, we're going to have to step up and uh, handle business against him because he's a good player. So I assume you accept any challenge. If LeFleur or Steno have got a new package or new plays, you're going to try and perfect that. Do you feel, though, have there been times you went back and said, I don't feel confident about that and here's why? Yeah, I mean, there's always plays week to week. You know, it's, it's we're dealing with you know new game plans every week, new plays. So there's always a couple plays week to week that you don't, you know, it might be new. You might not have got enough reps at it. Um, you just don't feel comfortable with it. So yeah, we have those conversations just about exactly what plays I'm comfortable with and not comfortable with. So you know, we get in a situation where we're not calling plays and I'm not comfortable with in the game. So, but we have a great line of communication to make sure that that doesn't happen. So that's the main thing. Your confidence is usually based on. I don't think we had enough reps at that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it all comes down to how many reps you get, especially if it's new concepts, new footwork, new timing, things like that. Um, you want to be as comfortable as possible going into it um, and comfortable in every play. You know, and again, Mike, that goes back to if the if the quarterback doesn't feel comfortable in running something, he, you know, can change, well, at least for the most part, can change out of it. How do the coaches feel about that? How does Matt LaFleur as a play caller feel about that? Yeah, I was surprised by that because to me, Bill, it's like Jordan Love is like, hey, I don't like to throw from my left. Or, hey, that, that, that blocker's not very good on this play. Have you noticed? You know, the kinds of things that maybe Aaron Rodgers would point out. That young right. receiver doesn't, doesn't run that route the right way. But no, he's just saying, we haven't wrapped it enough. And so I, I t- asked LaFleur on Saturday, um, what's your reaction that your quarterback says, hey, he may turn down the play because he's not confident that they practiced it enough? Yeah, he hasn't done that a whole bunch, to be honest with you. And he's he's been he's been awesome in that regard in terms of just trying to really trust in the plan and, and knowing that we're trying to put our team in the best p- position possible. And, you know, I, I wish I had a, a, a magic ball to forecast exactly what they're going to be in so we could dial it up perfect every time. And that's the reality is uh, that's not always the case. And I think the reps are so important for all players, but specifically a guy that has to make a decision on every snap with the ball in his hands. Uh, because the more reps you get, you recognize when you get the looks, and then you need to make those automatic in terms of making sure that we hit where it needs to go. And then also recognizing when, hey, this is not the, the look we're looking for on this play, how do I survive a bad play and not make it worse? And I think that's where the reps are so, so valuable. Mike, one of the things when it comes to Jordan Love, and I said I'm not going to judge him by touchdowns and interceptions and all that kind of stuff, but completion percentage becomes a thing after a while. And I wanted him around 62, 63. That might have been a big ask, but 56.1% right now of completion percentage, that's not getting it done. I mean, how do they fix that? Right. I mean, you're like one of the first ones in the state to point that out. Hey, the QBR is great, but you've got to move the chains and make those completions. And so uh, LaFleur was asked, do you think that Tom Clemage, your quarterback coach, can actually make Jordan Love a more accurate passer? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I, and I think Tom is, is as good as any quarterback coach I've ever been around uh, in terms of just, you know, drilling these guys and putting them through the things that ne- they need to that translate to success, you know, on the on the playing field, you know, and I, I, a guy that just kind of comes to mind just watching him in college and then at this level in the NFL is a guy like Josh Allen who didn't have the greatest completion percentage and then now you watch him and he's he's dropping dimes all over the field. So I think absolutely that is something that can improve if you are training yourself the right way. And uh, on the opposite side, you got Jimmy Garoppolo who comes from San Francisco and he's done nothing but just be consistent. He's not dynamic. He's not tremendous. But he did uh, sit out a little bit early on this season with a concussion as well. Yeah, as a matter of fact, though, Jimmy Garoppolo, since 2020, has missed 17 games for various injuries and a couple mm-hmm. times with concussions. So they're playing this game. Or the, the week before, they were playing the Steelers, and he got hit so many times in that game. I think that's the one where the Steelers got seven sacks or something in there. Um, that at the end of the game, the coaches just said he thought that Garoppolo just looked out of it, 
And so then they put him through the protocol and said, yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't come back with the immediate symptoms, but uh, they determined he had to get over that. So uh, Garoppolo was asked about missing the Chargers game last week after he was examined for those cushions by all those hard hits he got from T.J. Watt and company against the Steelers the week before. Uh, it was tough. It was tough, but, you know, is what it is. Um, kind of moved past it at this point. Just been focused on Green Bay, like I said. So makes everything easier when you got just uh, – Training ain't stopping. You got to jump on and keep rolling with it. What do you see from the Packers? I mean, you got a little bit of history with them, mm-hmm. but uh, what, what do you see from them this year coming in? Uh, fast defense, man. They uh, they could fly around. Got some speed of linebacker. Good D line. You know, talented group. Uh, they'll make it tough on us, but um, yeah, just a good group overall. Some good players and key positions. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Mike Clemens on the line with us. We've got another segment yet to go. It is game day. Packers and Raiders coming up a little bit later on the night. If you're going to watch the game, maybe you stop over to the Social House, H-A-U-S, on West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, and they have got the Tiger Burger. They have got a whole bunch of new items on their menu as well, and it's great people. Local business, great people, good stuff. That's the Social House, H-A-U-S, on West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. We'll wrap it up next with Mike. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restriction supplies and showroom for details. Offers at 1031 Yeah, I'll let Dave comment on that. Um, I know he wanted to talk to you guys later on, so I'll let him talk about his his timeline. The words of Matt LaFleur, and finally we uh, heard from David Bakhtiari over the weekend. So Mike Lemons now joining us on the hotline, and they got a big one coming up tonight in Vegas. Uh, the Raiders hosting the Packers tonight. Monday Night Football will bring you the Green and Gold postgame show with Mike after the ball game. But uh, you had a chance to catch up with left tackle David Bakhtiari, Mike. Yeah, and uh, it looks like the Packers are going to have their starting line back uh, back tonight. Of course, David Bakhtiari has gone from injured reserve to end of season. He's got to have another uh, surgery, this time on a cartilage. He could have had that right after the, the ACL surgery back uh, in January of 2021, but the doctors told him, we don't think you need that, just do the ACL. Turns out he's had all these problems, probably because he didn't have that surgery back then. And there's nobody else. I mean, it's just the way it happened. The Packers have been with it every step of the way. And I, I asked Bakhtiari, is it true that Brian Gutekunst was a scout for the Packers at that time when they found him in Colorado and picked him up in the fourth round in the 2013 draft for the Packers? I mean, we talked about it. I, I still kind of would throw a couple jabs. Uh, you know, I, I had a couple conversations with Ted. 
but I will say that, you know, Brian's definitely a little more present um, around the players. So I always asked him, you know, like, why'd you guys trade out of third? Did you really think I was going to be there? And he, you know, he laughed at it. And he told me kind of like their evaluation of me, and it's something I've, I've always appreciated. So he's definitely, you know, told me a couple of those. And I've been very fortunate that to even have a relationship with like, like that where we can have those conversations. So my memory is not, it wasn't so as clear to be like, oh, he was there and he was pounding on the table and he said, we need to draft David. And Ted was like, okay. You know, Mike, it's interesting because, uh, you know, after all is said and done, if he gets his surgery, will he play next year? He doesn't want to retire, but will it be for the Green Bay Packers? Most likely not. Yeah, and if he gets cut by the Packers, you know, does he still talk to Brian Goodikinst? I mean, I, I have a really good relationship with Brian. Uh, he's been awesome with me. You know, I pick up all of his FaceTimes. So um, I think he, like, he'd probably hit me up and let me know. Whatever it's got to be. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not ignoring those sides. I mean, do they suck? Yeah, I mean, I would love to, to play here until I decide that I'm done. But, I, you know, I mean, you go look at the guy that was here last year. I forget his name, the quarterback. Uh, I mean, you can't even screw what I've done. I mean, that guy changed the, the game, and he still is on a different team now. So regardless of whatever happens, I mean, it's just life. And if it does, great. And if not, then, I mean, I'm, I can only control what I can control. I know I want to keep playing. So if I keep playing here, great. Interesting stuff from David Bakhtiari. What are your thoughts, Mike? I think the guy's just trying to get back on the field first. I don't think he's trying to pull some number where he can hook up with Aaron Rodgers next year with the Jets. This has been a complicated situation. I think one of the reasons the Packers try to get him back on the field because they not only still thought if we can get this guy back, we we got a great uh, left tackle for the next two or three years. But you're talking about the chances of this guy getting the Pro Football Hall of Fame destroyed mm-hmm. by this injury and this miscalculation. And no one's liable about it. It's just the way it turned out. It's just the way his particular knee reacted to the ACL surgery. Very kind of tragic, really. Yeah. Mike, uh, we will talk to you after the game tonight, man. Enjoy Vegas and enjoy the game tonight. And hopefully we're talking about a victory and a lot of things going right for the Packers. Thank you, Bill. All right, buddy. There you go. That'll do it. So don't forget, coming up tonight on many of these same stations, uh, we're going to have the Green and Gold postgame show live immediately after the game if you don't get it on many of these same stations because maybe they carry the game then you got to find us on the app which is the zone madison or go to youtube.com slash bill michaels show and you can watch and listen to the program after the fact we will talk tonight after the ball game don't forget we're going to do some uh, facebook live stuff or not facebook uh, we're going to do some uh, live stuff live stream stuff tonight during the game as well. You can join us for that and all kinds of fun stuff. So until we talk in just a little bit, have a go. Oops.